Hello, you guys, and welcome to another episode of the Align with Allure podcast. I have been really excited about this episode. I wrote it out forever ago and just haven't had the time to really record, you know, having a kid and COVID and kids some more. So I'm really excited to dive into this. This has been an episode very long coming. Someone asked me about a year ago um, when I was asking, like, what kinds of things you guys want to hear from me about and someone was like, what were your biggest mistakes when you started off in the industry? And I was like, whoa, there are so many. I rounded up a couple of my top 10 favorite worst things or things that I wish I knew before I started my business. So if you are a new photographer or you just want to brush up and make sure you're not missing anything, definitely tune in to this episode. You're listening to the Align with Alora podcast. They say business owners ditch the nine to five only to work 80 hours just for themselves. I want to change that narrative. I believe that we can still be successful by working smarter, not harder, and still achieve beyond our wildest dreams. This podcast is all about systems, boundaries, and growing a profitable business without the hustle and the overwhelm. Because guess what? You really can have both. So get comfortable and let's dive in. Okay, so for number one, I want to talk about jumping in the business without a mentor or not having access to education. So in 2014, when I jumped in full time, there wasn't a lot of um, mentorships out there, maybe like one out of like, you know, a dozen or so or even hundreds, not a lot of photographers were willing to teach other people what they knew. It was definitely more like, you know, if we share what we know, then, you know, these newbies will either be better than us or they just did not care about helping. So that also really transcended my passion for education because I really wish that I had someone to bounce ideas off of in the beginning and I would have made so many less mistakes. So now that we are in 2021 here at this time of recording, I think that if you have the means um, to invest in even like a small course or even like little bits of education here or, you know, you can invest in a business coach, invest in a mentor or even, you know, we're in a pandemic right now, but eventually we could start having coffee dates without masks on. That would be super beneficial because I think that having someone that's been there and then someone that can just tell it to you like it is um, and say, I really wish, you know, I had done this or where you're at in your business, I would suggest you do this, you go here, you do that, you're not doing this, you could be filling it. That's the type of way that at least that I coach. Um, I don't just say, oh yeah, make sure you have systems in place and like not telling step by step the systems that are in place. So making sure to before you hire a mentor or a business coach or whoever, or even just buying a course, make sure that the person that's teaching that course, you like their teaching style, the way they speak, their lifestyle, you think it's attainable to you, um, you like the way they live their life, you know, it's something that you look up to. Because if there's someone that just works, you know, and they hustle hardcore, but your approach is different, you kind of want you know, to take things slowly or you want to be a little more apprehensive about things and that's probably not the business coach for you. Making sure that you're investing in the best fit. Um, the second thing is hiring second shooters. When I hired a second shooter, I actually started off with interns um, who I love till this day. I love them so much. Um, having an interns, I think, was really fun experience. I had no idea what I was doing, but it was fun learning and growing, and they were learning and growing with me, and there was, like, no expectations, but that was exactly the problem. I didn't set expectations. I just hoped they could read my mind, 
Um, and then I just kind of redirected them if I didn't like something. So, you know, um, moving forward, you know, before you have someone new that you're going to be training or when you bring on a second shooter, you know, a lot of times they'll ask questions if they've been in the industry long enough, like, hey, can I use these photos? Um, You know, what's the pay rate? Am I allowed to post these photos? Are these photos mine? Um, Am I shooting under your brand or am I able to do X, Y, and Z? So being able to like put everything out like that I think will be super helpful and there won't be any miscommunication going forward like oh I really thought I could use these photos or oh I'm sorry I thought I was shooting for my brand I was using my edits so and then I know some photographers that have just a contract in place like a second shooter contract so take into account that as well and see if you can do your research on what you think is best for you. Now, for me personally, number three was waiting too long to establish an LLC versus having a sole proprietorship. So when I decided to um, make my business official, um, the tax repair automatically made it a sole proprietorship, which was fine. Um, And I knew that I needed to set aside like a certain amount of money and all that jazz. Um, But the thing, the major difference between LLC and sole proprietorship is that LLC kind of covers... your personal assets. So, you know, with an LLC, you can have a business banking account and then you can have a personal checking account. So if someone sues you, the only thing that will be attacked will be your business assets, aka your business account. Um, Sole proprietorship, they can pretty much take everything that you have personally. So $50 a year here in Michigan, I think, to renew it. Maybe 25 because I think it just changed to 25 but tangent. Anyway, so look look into that um, depending on where like your state is and all that good stuff, ask your CPA, ask anybody that has the financial background and tax background. Me personally, I love being LLC now. I know everything is divided perfectly. I know exactly, you know, how much my business has and then how much I personally have. And then I just kind of pay myself through the business account. So everything comes out of the business account and it gets divided equally. I'm a type of person for money. It's like out of sight, out of mind. So that's how I trick myself into saving. Once I get paid, I do the profit first method where I pay myself and then everything else in the business gets divided into taxes, savings. That is definitely something I think I waited. I think I, oh my gosh, I think I waited five years before I did that. So yeah, I'm still a pretty new LLC and I love it so far. So I highly suggest that, but but I know some people like sole proprietorship. Um, personally, like I said, that's my decision to choose LLC, do what you think fits you best and your business best. Number four, not outsourcing simple tasks soon enough, mainly my editing. I think I don't have a problem with admin. I know that I can outsource that and I am going to this year because I am building a team, but it doesn't really bother me. It doesn't really bother me to check emails. I just know that I need to stop doing it. So it's kind of like delete the mail app from your phone so you don't check it just to check it. Sometimes I'm like, huh, what's going on? Even if I don't answer it, I still check it. What is wrong with me? So definitely not outsourcing soon enough, um, which I mean like the editing. I have an editor. Once I send over my sneak peeks, I send over the entire wedding day to the editors and they take care of it for me, give it to me within like a week or two. And that's that. So, and that's like, hours and hours I get back from straining and staring at a computer um just to finish you know six to eight six hundred to eight hundred images um and then plus my clients get their photos back sooner and it still has my touch my edits everything has been just synced together basically so if you want to save some time 
Like I said, not outsourcing soon enough. If you feel like this is you, definitely take that next step. Hustling without resting. I just talked about this, but this is going to be like a two-part on like creating boundaries. But basically, creating boundaries is what's going to save you um, as the CEO of your business while you're trying to work less in it and more on it. So learning to give yourself actual business hours And thinking to yourself that why did I quit the nine to five or, you know, my part-time job to become an entrepreneur and I literally work 70 hours a week. That's just, it's not sustainable for your body. It's not good for your mental health. It's not good for anything. It's not good for anyone. You don't have a social life. Your life is your work and your work is your life. And it's just, it's, you know, there's more to life than work. I assure you. Anyway, speaking to the the workaholics out there, if you're not workaholic and you're like, pfft, I don't hustle. (laughs) Good for you. You have boundaries. Number six, I would say understanding the gentle no. So I learned, it took me a while to learn this, but it's okay to say no to clients that you don't think are the best fit. And we kind of all had that intuition. Like even with like friendships, you kind of know like, oh, I'm not going to get along with this person or I am going to get along with this person or, oh, this person's probably not going to treat me well. The same kind of goes with clients. Um, And so early on in, you know, you can even tell from emails and of course you'll most definitely find out when you have the initial phone call or a FaceTime meeting because we're in quarantine or Zoom meeting and you'll know like, okay, this is or isn't a good fit. So there is a way to send, you know, an email and end it on a high note, kind of like redirection instead of just being like, hey, I'm I'm not the right fit. So see you later. You can say, hey, you know, I'm really sorry. I just don't think that like we are the best fit, but no problem. I'm going to refer you to a list of people that are going to capture your day incredibly and you are, you're going to be in incredible hands, you know, something like that. I have a email template, but that's just kind of like a gist of it. And so I have learned from this by not saying no to certain clients that I knew weren't a good fit and the entire like wedding year that we spent was just stressful. I couldn't please them. They had tons of requests, probably calling me at like midnight, two in the morning. And I was just like, man, you know what? I should have just listened to myself and gave the gentle no. And I wouldn't have had to deal with this. So kind of knowing that's another thing about boundaries is knowing when it's okay to say no. And it is okay to say no. They might be bummed out. They might be upset. But at least you referred them to someone you think would be a better fit. Um, But taking care of yourself is really important. Number seven not getting business insurance soon enough. So I use Hill and Usher and they are amazing. I didn't think I would need it when I had a hold fast leather harness on. The bottom completely ripped off and my camera flew against the wall on the wedding day. I had a backup, but you know the backup is never as good as the original, so it was a little sad. <laughs> Um, and I called my business insurance and they sent me a check for me to buy the replacement. My policy went up just a little bit, but to have that insurance, and I think I'm covered like a million dollars in coverage. So if anything happens to me, if anything happens to a second shooter, if anything happens to someone on my team, like I'm a hundred percent covered. And I think that everyone needs to have business insurance, especially for their equipment, especially for themselves. Um, Yeah, so you never know when you're going to need it. And it's better to be safe than sorry. Number eight, figuring out the numbers in my business. So, oh my goodness, learning my ROI, which is return on investment, and then CODB, which is cost of doing business, 
and hiring a bookkeeper have probably been game changers, game changers. Um, so if you don't know these things already, I would highly suggest breaking down how much it costs to run your business monthly and yearly. If you are like my husband who makes Excel spreadsheets for fun, maybe see if you can find a way to do that. We calculate all of that. So I know how much I'm spending monthly and I know how much I'm spending yearly and I know what percentage is business expenses and what is just me spending on equipment, um, marketing, you know, just to keep the business alive. And then that's how you know whether you're profiting enough and then how much to charge, you know, how much your packages should be to keep your business going, to make the amount that you want to make. So definitely figuring out your numbers and not just throwing a package out there that you see on someone else's website or you Googled. Um, Definitely figure out your numbers so that you make sure you're not actually owing and you're (laughs) making money in your business. Number nine. Oh my gosh, not understanding my mission statement, my manifesto, my why, and all of those things. Um, the biggest thing I think behind like marketing and branding is knowing who you are um, and who you serve and why you serve them. I think a lot of people focus a lot on ideal clients and I pretty much speak against it all the time. Now, if you're really into just narrowing it down, you only want to work with a specific group of people, then that works for you. But for me, Anyone that values my work and the way that I tell stories with my images and the way that I approach the wedding day and the style that I shoot, they're all welcome. Because how am I going to tell people that only you shop at this company and wear these clothes that I'm the good fit for them? Like, as long as you have a story to tell and you have love that needs to be shared, I'm the photographer for you. Um, So understanding that and making sure I had a reason why I love wedding photography, why I love capturing a special day, what moments mean the most to me and what you're going to expect from me. Um, But yeah, so not knowing like why you do what you do and being very specific on like who you serve and why you serve them or, you know, how you tell the story or your style, um, differentiating yourself will make you feel so much better and, and more fulfilled in your work versus just kind of screaming to the masses, shooting this, shooting that, shooting everything, and then not taking into consideration like your clients, their stories, um, just kind of knowing like who you are as a business and why. Number 10, and I saved the best for last, which is basically raising your prices consistently. So if you're shooting and you're perfecting your craft and you have been investing in your education and you've been having mentorships and all these things, then you need to raise your prices because now that you're spending more and investing more and especially through education, you're learning more, this raises your value as a photographer, as a business owner. And this can apply to anything and honestly, any business, but don't sell yourself short just because you're not sure that you're worth it because you are worth it if you're investing and you're learning and you're constantly improving. And don't compare your future customer pricing to what you are willing to pay. A lot of people make this mistake. I'm not willing to pay this much for a photographer. Therefore, I'm not worth this amount. And that's just not how it works. Like you are not your ideal client in terms of investment, in terms of lifestyle and all that stuff. So there's more opportunity than you think and the sky is the limit. So take that risky first step. Dare to dream, my friends. And I promise if you take these 10 mistakes that I made you will transcend your business far off and beyond. So 
that's everything that I have. I try to keep things straight and to the point. That's my style on my podcast, but I hope these are helpful. And I mean, if I could tell anyone, and I'm probably going to refer everyone that um, inquires for education to this episode, because if you can get these things down, I think that you'll be so much more happy. And if you'll feel like you're really making waves in your business, like I said, the sky's the limit. I hope you take these tips to heart, implement them, And I hope this was helpful. I know it was kind of short, but I just can't talk forever. You know what I mean? So thank you guys for tuning in and I will see you next week. Well, you made it to the end of today's episode. If you're loving the podcast so far, I'd be so honored if you go ahead, hit that subscribe button and leave me a review. Reviews help me get amazing guests as well as helping this podcast get noticed by new listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you'd like to connect, feel free to look at all the links in the show notes and let's connect on Instagram at alora.rochelle or align with Alora Podcast. Until next time.